1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh one dot com.
2: Alright guys, welcome back to episode 58. In this episode, we get quite deep. Yeah, it's um a thoughtful episode in it it's a very thoughtful episode we talk about um how we're going to try and come together as a community to help um people around the world who are struggling with mental health issues so hopefully that's a, a topic that needs to be talked about uh we also talk about patrick reed yeah cheating yeah we talk about whether he does or doesn't guy tells me off you've done my head in big style massive style find out why not went back from this i've done guys head in and find out why next week episode we're actually going to film on location out on the golf course we've got loads of things to talk about we talk about um the clubhouse a little bit more just in case people get confused about it matt's got a really interesting story about a friend of his called the shanker and dan 15 year old does a great deer rick that i think a lot of young listeners would learn a lot from you did well this
3: week you were on i think you were
2: good seven out of ten
3: i a probably give you an eight and a half, nine. I feel like I've sat back this week. It wasn't probably the best put together show I've ever done in my life, but it's what it is, isn't it? It's um, you, you plan, and I'll look, try and it, talk. It, it's not called the Guy Chan at Golf Show. It's called the Rick Shield Golf <laughs> Show for a reason.
2: <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. One,
3: two, three. Oh, you've won this week.
2: So I'll start the jingle after three. Enjoy the episode, and it's the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. two, One, mm-hmm. two, three. Welcome back to the Rick Shields Podcast, everybody. I'm your host Rick Shields. I'm here with the producer Guy. Yep. <laughs> it's nice to be back.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's I don't know what it's when it's getting recorded and well, not recorded, filmed, which it is at the minute. I feel a bit like you know, like you know, it's with my hands. So I've got one hand on my knee. Feels a bit, oh, you look quite chilled, but that looks forced chilled. Are you that chilled?
2: No, no, no. This all acting. Yeah, okay. Shall I act. <laughs> So today, guys, we are filming it as well for the YouTube podcast. We might just uh, YouTube podcast. We're using it. We're filming it for the second channel, the podcast show. Um, We might just use some clips from it. We actually did one last time we were here where Guy controversially said about how custom fitting is not the be all and end all. Yeah, and that video has gone massive on YouTube. So we're doing it again.
3: It's got forty two thousand views on YouTube. It's got about quarter of a million on Facebook. People slagging me off royally. Who's
2: that idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about? Get him off, it. You shouldn't be speaking to people like that. Oh, that's not true. Fine. I'll go back and retaliate. So today we've got our Action packed episode again. We've got loads of things to talk about. Um, Some kind of good news as well. Some kind of a good news story we'd like to share with you. Um, Where should we start things off, Guy? Um, Can we start things off with
3: mini egg bars briefly? Oh
2: my goodness. How have I forgot to ring that up? Talk about influence. Yeah. I think you are now yeah. the Keep least talking. top three yeah. most influential podcaster on the universe well, right
3: now. I don't want to glow. I mean, you look at the numbers, they're not big. 2,000 Instagram followers, nothing. Drop in the ocean, that, isn't it? At Guy Charnock, if you want to follow me. Um, but we've seen a massive influx of people buying the Mini Egg uh, dairy milk bars that I mentioned last week and posted them in the podcast. You bought some, didn't you? I did. Talk me through it. Rate it.
2: So... You might have listened on last week's, I was talking about how healthy I've been, how I've been doing really good in January, been doing all my exercises, been working out. And uh, you dropped in last week about these cream, not cream egg, mini bar, dairy milk bars. Mini egg. Mini egg, dairy milk bars. (laughs) And that's all I could think about. For literally five days that's all I could think about and I went went to the shop at the weekend uh, pick up me and my wife a few little treats bottle of wine you know the weekend is here, and these two bars jumped into my hand and went eat me so we got two and what was your verdict phenomenal yeah I'm a big fan of dairy milk anyway I'm a big fan of when they add extra so I'm a big fan of dairy milk dime yeah the crunchy one as well big that is a, and and the the mini egg very much had that vibe to it. You know, but I also like the colouring of the packaging. Yes. It's like bold, you can't miss it.
3: I think well that was a week ago, last recorded the podcast. No word of a lie now. Five out of the last seven nights I've had one. That's why wow. five, <laughs> literally. I've in one sitting, quite literally. <laughs> but what I also like about it as well, this is the bad thing. I like the fact they're a quid, straight up quid in most places, just one pound sterling. And also the quite in some places they've got loads. In other places, they're quite hard to find. They're sneaky. So you've got to, like, <laughs> walk around the aisles. Sometimes they're in the Easter aisle, obviously, but they've sold out. Then like, you go to the chocolate aisle, they've sold out. And then where you find them sometimes in your Asda's, your Tesco's, et cetera, is at the front where you pay normally. At it's out the till. They've got a few bars there. So, so like excitement of getting one.
2: So on the Facebook group... This week, we have seen post after post of your influence across the globe. You know, people in Australia are are itching getting these. I I reckon there's a a business to be set up here. Guys, mini-egg, dairy milk bar, exportation.
3: This time next week, I'll have a blue ticket on Instagram.
2: Millionaire.
3: I'll be in Dubai, breaking all the rules. (laughs) I'll be chilling on a yacht with six models. Go, What's he's, in, he's in Dubai.
2: And where other people have pictures of like models with champagne and cigars, everyone will just have mini bag, mini egg.
3: We're talking a monster. We're talking mini egg bars. Um, no water. bikinis, head to toe Nike apparel <laughs> or New Balance, whichever. Um, and
2: everyone's drinking water. Yes. and it's, Everyone's Tito. sober,
3: quite bored. Um, all we're doing, we're all on this, on this yacht together, which is all on the Facebook group, chatting, interacting, <laughs> engaging with our fans. <laughs> so that was all there. I wish. But anyway, what else are we gonna talk about?
2: Um, so I have today participated in, in day number one of a little kind of challenge I'm I'm hoping to do all the way through February. So obviously with golf on lockdown here in England and mm-hmm. Wales and Ireland at the moment Scotland will still be able to play golf and I'm sure many places around the world are having restrictions in golf to some capacity mm-hmm. some aren't at all some are out playing a
3: America of golf. playing still
2: I think. I think it depends where you are but it seems like on Instagram everybody's still playing in America mm. feels like that anyway um, I feel that obviously with Golf has so many benefits in the fact that you can go out and enjoy yourself and set challenges for yourself and accomplish things and hit great shots. And yet, sometimes you'll hit bad shots. But also, it's four hours or however long you take to play golf or go to a driving range of socializing, talking to your playing partners, talking to your pals, having a drink after in the clubhouse, grabbing some food, whatever it may be. It's a massive social life for many people. Mm-hmm. And obviously, at the moment, that's a massive void that's that's been kind of neglected that's a big big void in people's lives so um there are mental health issues you know i I was reading on a website that uh, mind website which is a a charity that helps support um people around england and wales who have mental health issues um one in four people have mental health issues Mm. and i I would imagine that's going to go up massively this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with with people not being able to see each other as much, certainly here in the UK, in England as well, I can speak because obviously that's where we live. Lockdown is harsh at the moment. It's a, it's a horrible winter. Lock, nobody's doing anything. You can't go out to eat. You can't go out to socialize. You can't go out and play golf. And it is, is going to have a massively negative effect on people's lives. Yes. So I want to raise awareness. And I think as a community, I think we, we should try and look at, Raising awareness of mental health. I think as men, we don't speak about it as mm-hmm. much. I know we've had a few conversations about it on the podcast. People have either emailed in. Uh, when Tubes was on as a guest, he yes. talked about it a lot That's as good. well um you know and it does affect people regardless of your stature regardless of how well it looks like you're doing on instagram or facebook it does affect people's lives and you know things like suicide rates up at the moment it's it's awful and it's predominantly men struggle with it mm-hmm. as well struggle to talk about it but it's not it's not discriminative you know it'll catch up with people who are younger or old male female doesn't matter who you are where you are at the moment with life being so tough with stresses of work and coronavirus and financial issues people are going to struggle so i want to try and raise awareness and and money for mind charity and i'm going to do that with hopefully people's support on the community as well from the podcast and youtube facebook instagram um i'm going to kind of strap up and every day go out for a a walk and it sounds quite easy that but a four mile walk which is the same length of around the golf. yeah so it's about seven thousand yards around the golf. yeah so quite that to miles it's about four miles but i'm going to do it with my golf clubs in my bag which i did today for the first time um felt a bit awkward yeah walking walking the streets with my golf club like full bag on full clubs everything um had a few funny stares from drivers passing by and from people walking the dogs but what was really nice do a golf gear um not no not really i might do some days um But it, I, I was walking with a set of golf clubs completely out of place, like on the streets around the local park. To me, um you know, places where you wouldn't normally see. Did you stop
3: walk. at any point to take your bag off, or was it a constant? Constant, always with the my... shoulder sore.
2: um surprisingly no, not massively.
3: <laughs> you know, I think it'd be quite good. It was a bit of a treat for you, but also quite funny. Do it with a, about a motor caddy or power caddy one uh, day. Yeah, on <laughs> yeah so on. it's like you get a a rest, but you look even worse. <laughs>
2: So the plan is I'm going to try and do this all the way through February. So first day today, and I'm going to do it every single day for 28 days uh, to raise awareness for mind and mental health issues, raise money. Um, I'll be documenting it mainly on my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. Uh, I released a YouTube video on it last night explaining a bit more. Um, and hopefully we can raise, uh, you know, we've set a target on the Just Giving page of £18,000 just because that's, you know, I've called the, this project or this campaign or whatever, Walk 18. So it'd be nice to raise 18 pounds and hopefully we can very do more. Th- hopefully you hopefully do. we can do more than that, um, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where, and, and I'm also thinking about this as an idea, not massively spoke to about this yet, but obviously when you do go out and play golf, you communicate, you talk to other people, yeah. you know, and some sometimes it's really innocent conversations, but it it, it ends up becoming something deeper, like, mm-hmm. and and you some of these very innocent interactions really do carry a lot of weight to people certainly if you know if they've got stresses and they've got worries understandably and um so what i want to do in this walk 18 project of what i'm doing through february is somehow set up a communication line whether that's view through zoom or whatsapp or facebook or however it's going to be probably zoom well put a link out on my social media and i'll kind of be monitoring the zoom and people can come and chat you know, and it might be loads of people. It might nice. be only a few people, but we can chat about anything. We can chat about life. We can chat about golf. Um, it'll help me pass the time. But also, if you're feeling down, feeling lonely, you can jump on a call with like-minded individuals and and hopefully it takes your mind off it for an hour or so. It took me about an hour and 10 minutes today. An hour and... Right, okay. So it's
3: what? It's four miles. Yes. So that's a pretty fast pace. 17 yeah. minutes a mile, I, I think I
2: can do it. I think I can do around 15 minutes a mile. I was, because I was filming it a bit today as well, and I'm not going to massively be filming it after today, so I think I can do it faster, and I might swap for a slightly smaller bag, but still have all my clubs. Mm. Are you not happy with that? has to stay with the same bag.
3: If anything, I want tall bag.
2: (laughs) Oh, your Rick Shields tall bag. (laughs) You know what was really funny? Obviously, loads of people, again, looked at me when they were driving past me and stuff today, and I did feel like a bit of a plonkered all being all, truth being told certainly if somebody recognized me as well they be like i'm sure that was rick shields walking down the street with his with his clubs on the back how desperate is he to get some more attention what
3: about if you um were your shield Tor um yeah f- babe, babe?
2: <laughs> well i might do it i might try and contact mine the charity i'm doing it with because they, they don't know i'm doing this i'm kind of just doing it off off uh you know they, they were the charity that seemed to be the most um offered the most advice and the most support. I think it's very fitting
3: at the time of year, like you said, with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um,
2: So I might do it in like a mind bib or something. We'll see what happens. But you know what I tried to do as well? This was really interesting. When people were walking the dogs and walking past me, you know, I'll often smile back at them or say hello or whatever. And normally it's just a nice little exchange. It's just a hi and they say hi and you cross paths. What was really interesting to say, like I'd really try and made the effort to smile at people and, and try and get a reaction from them because surely they were looking at me going, why has he got yeah. a set of golf clubs? And about five people I stopped with today and chatted with, and when I say stopped, I for literally thirty seconds, if that, and they were saying, you know, what are you what are you doing? Are you taking your clubs for a walk? Or like, what, have you have you lost a golf course or what are you doing? And I kind of just explained, you know, I'm looking at doing a charity walk. It's to help, you know, raise awareness for mental health issues with golf being closed at the moment. There's, there's, you know, a lot of people who would normally speak to people and they're not having the opportunity to to do so. And it was really nice just even on my little mile, uh, four mile walk today, I spoke to five or six people that I wouldn't have normally spoken to. Like I would not have spoken to those people. There was no reason for me to speak to them. But with the golf clubs on my back, it kind of struck up a conversation, which, you know, hopefully... That might have, uh, hopefully not, but, you know, you never know. That might be their only communication today. They might live on their own. They might just be walking the dog. You know, a couple of them quite old, elderly. They might have had no interaction at all today. And our little 30-second, one-minute, you know, chat might have been the the only communication they've had all day.
3: I think it's very good what you're doing. We'll put a link in the podcast description. So wherever your platform is, if you're on Apple or Spotify, you'll be able to find it here. It'll be on your Twitter and everything as well. I said at the start of the show with the, um, the uh, mini egg bar story, I've got a big influence, and I of want course. to use that for the right. So I'm going to look down the camera now and say, if you've got any money to spur, give it to this man for Thanks. his call because it's uh, very good what he's doing.
2: Yeah, not like say, so. hopefully we can raise a load of money, raise a load of awareness, and if people are struggling, they, they can they might not know about mine. They might pick up the phone and chat to somebody, and you know, and hopefully uh, things aren't as bad as what they always kind of seem like and certainly if they speak to somebody but yeah hopefully raising a load of money um and if you want to participate i don't mean you anyone watching or listening as such if you want to go out and you know walk four miles
3: i've got a sick idea by the way
2: and um you know post it on social media with the hashtag walk 18 granted you don't have to take your full set of clubs you might just take one club you might take a golf ball in your pocket you might wear a glove or your golf clothes or a golf your golf shoes whichever way you want to do it it'd be great to get some support that what way about
3: well. if next week we do it together on monday we do the podcast while we're doing it oh well that'd be quite nice yeah i
2: don't okay. know how we
3: record it but it should be even it might not be the best quality because there'll be cars going past etc but we've recorded it. it'll be an hour long I'll tell you where
2: we could do it just around here
3: I want to go in the streets. Though. Oh, do you? I, want, I want that nervousness and embarrassment of walking around with golf clubs. We can do the podcast. I like that. Just whatever we see, just chat rubbish for an hour and 10 minutes and oh, upload that's
2: it. Nice. Oh, nice. thanks. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't know, like I say, I don't know logistically how we record that, but let's do it together. You can know, do on iPhones, worst case. Yeah, it doesn't matter,
3: does it? Um, so you, you feel like this has gone a very serious and very mature podcast today. So let's keep that going for a bit. Um, I've got a really good Dear Rick, for you as well. So, why you're in this kind of very thoughtful? Thoughtful. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Very thoughtful. I'm going to hit you with this. um So, it's from a 15 year old, and it wasn't actually titled up as a dear Rick as such, but it is. But I'm going to use his name. His name's Ben. I think that's that's fine to say. So, um you ready? You see, we normally get into focus mode now. Okay. Sometimes the eyes close, which you will see on camera. Because it's getting <laughs> filmed. My name is Ben. I'm 15 years old. I've been playing golf from a very young age. Every summer, I managed to bring my handicap down a couple of shots, and I'm now off seven, which is pretty good. But I feel I am now getting to the point where my inner demons are getting the better of me, okay? The problem is I really struggle with golf mentally. I very often struggle to find the motivation to carry on if I have a bad start. I will give up mentally and feel it's a waste of time so I'm not going to be playing my best golf. Now, I do manage to conceal my anger better as I've matured, but it still gets to the point where I'm um, really wound up and I feel I could get an even better mental game. And if I could do that, I'd be able to shot, um, knock even a few more shots off my handicap. Um, I've always admired the tour pro, admired how the tour pros can have a double bogey, mutter a few words to themselves, and then continue like nothing's happened on the next hole. However, Tyrell Hatton, interests me, you can see how annoyed he gets on the golf course, but he still managed to shoot good scores after getting angry with himself. Realistically, I don't think I'm ever going to get to the point where it, golf doesn't annoy me. So what is it that T- Tyrrell does that allows him to get annoyed with himself and then continue to play very well? We're very grateful if you give me some advice. Uh, thanks very much, Ben.
2: Ben is surely portraying the same message that every 15-year-old golfer has ever thought. Mm. When I was 15, I was a hothead. <laughs> I was a nightmare, you know, from from probably as soon as I turned teenager, because I started golfing, I was about ten or eleven. As I got to about thirteen to to sixteen, and probably beyond, I was way too hot headed. I was, but it, I wasn't a massive
3: through the odd club. I think everybody has not not proud of that. But for me, it wasn't so much the anger; it was the absolute devastation that my, if I went out of bounds on the fourteenth hole and had a good round going, it was quite literally like my world has ended, and yeah. that was just unbearable.
2: Yeah, I think I think. One of the, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this in two parts. Give him some advice on what I did to help manage my expectations. It's a really good book called Golf's Not a Game of Perfect. Yeah. Is that Bob Bob Riteller? Riteller. Yeah. It is unbelievable because it basically tells you the how to manage your expectation levels. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. When you're 15, you know if you're good, decent golfer like Ben sounds like he is. You can hit good shots. Yeah. Like you can hit great shots. But you're still at that stage where you're learning and you're developing. And one of the things that, again, I think a lot of adolescent um, youngsters don't quite always appreciate is you grow so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember having really, really bad issues about consistency. But then I'd also be growing out of a pair of pants every three months and you know my, my feet were getting bigger all the time because you grow so much in that time frame so how can you be consistent as a golfer yet when all you're doing your mm, body is changing all the time it's something that definitely needs to be managed and you see it with you see it with a lot of um young golfers like if you mature really quickly and you get used to your body, and I mean maturity of in, in yourself, you get the strength and the height and that you build that you want, you can build on that. But there's a lot of people who struggle as they go through those building stages to stay consistent. So there's that to fight with. So Bob Rotella, have a look at that. You can manage your expectation levels. You know that you don't have to hole every single shot. Not even the best players in the world do that at all. It's how you manage your emotions. And then going back onto Tyrrell, obviously he is a a different breed when it comes to emotions because Mm -hmm. he openly shares his emotions about how angry he is, right? Because he really, you know, he's thrown clubs, he's snapped clubs, he, he, you know, he's he's sacked caddies, he's done, you know, he's really lost his head. But one thing, if you ever watch him when he plays, yes, he'll lose his head immediately after the shot, and he'll be really angry with himself, and he'll kick what, you know, he'll be fuming one of the things though if you ever get into his next shot watch how he prepares for his next shot it's like nothing's ever happened he never carries it over to the next that's hole. hard to do though isn't really it? really bloody hard like i mean you even see tiger in his prime like he would hit a bad shot and get really angry with himself yeah but then the next shot it was like nothing ever happened what
3: do you think though that's almost bad to watch be not to watch but to almost look at because we think oh, i've acted angry but then we as mortals can't seem to turn it off like that can't, well, that's it. as they do
2: everyone's different you look at someone like Ricky Fowler like I've never seen him get angry ever Ricky Fowler but also on the flip side I've never seen him massively jump with joy yeah and a bit like um Jason Day like he doesn't particularly get angry but he never jumps for joy so I think it depends on your emotional character as well cuz for me I I want if I hole a great putt or if I hit a great shot I'm openly um outwards with my my pride and my pleasure also on the flip side when I hit bad shot I I can't hide my emotions so it depends on your character a little bit and that's what Ben's got to kind of figure out as a 15 year old and I'm sure he will do over the next few years what his character is he might be the hothead who you know can blast off and leave it behind and set up for his next shot with a good pre-shot routine and deliver the amazing shot or you might look at trying to lean down this route of becoming more like Ricky Fowler, which shows no emotion at all. I think go for the chilled route. And that's the one I would like to go for, it's but I also though, like it? the emotion.
3: <laughs> I like holding the six foot like, and giving it fist.
2: Ricky Fowler, nine, like all the time, apart from when he hits a great shot, like, I want to see him get excited, mm. do you know what I mean? So hopefully that answers your question, back. That was good advice. Um, do you
3: remember a little while ago, we tried to start a new topic, a new section, that was going to be called Crazy Golf, and it was great. Okay. Well, we've not really seen that throughout. It's no. not we've not done that much of it. But weirdly, my uncle sent me a really good email okay. today that I thought was quite <laughs> fitting. So he, um, he's a very clever man. My uncle Stephen, and he he does a lot of like local. Um, he's like a local social historian. For want of a better phrase, so he he does a lot of like articles, from local things from like fifty years ago or a oh, hundred wow. years ago. Looks through a lot of like uh, old newspaper articles, and he was on the Liverpool Echo, which obviously is a Liverpool newspaper, but found an article, a story that's it. It a hundred years ago and it's from America. Now I don't really know why it was in the Liverpool Echo, but it was, and it was quite interesting. So it was um, basically about. Uh, The mysterious um, story of a continued loss of a large number of golf balls by members at a golf club in uh, America. I think it was called Carlton Place Golf Club. don't know if that's still going or not. But it was um, the mystery of the missing golf balls was uh, solved in unexpected fashion by an inquisitive caddy named Leslie Reynolds, okay? Okay. The boy... Uh, This is from the newspaper 100 years ago. The boy, while searching vainly for lost balls, saw a squirrel enter a hollow log. And, And after investigating further, the boy discovered that a little animal had a store of no fewer than 91 golf balls secretly in the log. And a search in other hollows in adjacent trees resulted in the recovery of an additional 50 golf balls. So this squirrel had stolen 141 golf balls <laughs> from members of a golf course and hid them in a tree.
2: Oh, my goodness. So that was
3: quite... It was 100 years ago. It was in um so the Liverpool Echo and the Oregon Daily Journal, and they printed a little cartoon of it there, if you ever look at that. A little silly cartoon. Oh, no it was quite a nice little story, but imagine finding 91 golf balls in a tree from a squirrel. Oh, my God.
2: I wonder what, like... Light... I wonder if there's anything that ever happened like that since.
3: Know, well, if you've got a crazy golf story... It's about squirrels. About squirrels <laughs> or lots of golf balls. Emails, podcast at rickshields.com. And we'll get that up and running again. But that's a nice little, um, little light, little appetizer for the podcast. I was going to do it at the start, but forgot.
2: There was a golf course near me. Mm-hmm. And I I I didn't. Well, I wasn't a member there. I didn't play it very often. But it backed onto, um, What's the What's the right wording for this? Um... It backed on an estate that had a reputation, and, <laughs> and the the golf balls again playing at that particularly golf balls at that golf course seemed to go missing quite regularly over a shot over a hole where it had a blind tee shot. So you mm-hmm. did you did a shot blind tee shot. You did you strike one down the middle. Yeah. You think bloody it's a great shot, right? And it's gone. Walked down there, gone. Nothing to be found. You're like what the hell? And this happened a lot. I played there with a mate of mine who was a member there, and he kind of warned me. And I was like what. Anyway, about seven or eight holes later, a group of young scallywags... Chavs. <laughs> ...would be there with a bag of balls selling them back to you.
3: Oh, no. And it
2: was like, if you ever said, that's my ball, it was like, no, it's not, mate. It's not your ball. And inevitably, you'd end up buying five ProVs off them for well, it's a quid. my logo on it. It's called yeah. Rick Shields Golf Show logo on it. <laughs> to be fair, though, you could actually... When I first ever happened, you could kind of rip them off a little bit. You're like, oh, those uh, tightless ones are no good. I'll take those off you for I'll, five, a, five for a pound. Went back like a year later, they, they were switched on. Like Pro V1s <laughs> were like two pounds a ball. Like.
3: You might have something funny then, so I'm not going to name any names. I remember when I was at the, yeah, I was probably about 15 or 16. He used to kind of hang around my mates in the park and stuff, yeah. Yeah. And there's just one lad, and he was really, really cocky. He thought he was dead hard. He was dead cocky. And that, nobody really liked him. They just tolerated him because he thought he was meant to be hard. And um, <laughs> I remember once he came up to me, and um, he was talking about golf, because obviously I, he knew I played golf. He was like, oh, yeah, and they're good at golf. I go to the drive range, loads of my dad and all this stuff, just rubbish. He went, oh, yeah, aren't those um, Arnold Palmer balls the best? And I looked at him and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're decent Them Obviously knowing they were full... Well, just horrendous. But yeah. I didn't want any trouble, so I was like, "Oh yeah, they're, they're all right, the man Palmer balls. <laughs> fool." I'll tell you now, the rubbish. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, yeah, have that, yeah, take that, put it on your pipe and smoke <laughs> it.
2: Should we, um, should we talk about rules controversy
3: about Patrick Reed? Yeah, go on, feel free. I didn't watch it, but I've seen the clip.
2: So, this weekend at the Farmers Insurance at Torrey Pines which I didn't know actually the US Open's there this year mm. in 150 odd days. Um, on the third round, on the 10th hole, um, Patrick Reed made a controversial move. So the golf course was wet. Mm-hmm. So I think they were playing preferred lies on the fairway. And if it was plugged in the rough, embedded, as they mm. call it, you're allowed to take relief. There's Is it a drop or what? One club drop, free drop. You can clean the ball. Yeah. You can take one club relief and you drop it from your knee um but your you ball had to be embedded embedded it had to have pierced the, the surface of yep. the ground now typically that only happens once it once the balls first impact with ground yeah it's very very rare that it's it gonna land a bounce, and then plug jump and then plug don't think i have ever seen it in my life i, I don't think i have really It's going to have lost so
3: much ball speed when it lands. It's not going to have the force. You wouldn't think, anyway. The
2: only, only time you could get away with it is if, let's say, your ball landed on a dry section of a golf course. Let's say you're on a hill, and your ball lands on the top of the hill, kicks forward into a softer area. Yeah,
3: but even then, it's not going to be
2: that contrast between so hard to so soft, you wouldn't think. So, it's unlikely, right? So, Patrick Reed was in a fairway bunker on number 10, he hits this l- shot left of the green, left mm-hmm. of the path, into rough. Okay, and um, there was the ball was found, but there was no eyewitnesses of how that ball got to that location. So as Patrick Reed walked up, there was a volunteer young lady there, volunteer who said, "Here's Patrick, here's your ball." They put a little flag next to it to mark it up, and he must have been fifteen yards away from his ball at this point, right? And he asked something that was far that kind of struck me as a bit bizarre, did you see it bounce?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So bear in mind, this woman's just found his ball.
3: Yeah, And the question
2: he asks, he's not got to his ball yet. which was her response was, no, I didn't see it bounce, okay? Which she might not have done. You're not going to like, and I think he asked a few other people, did you see it bounce? And everyone said, no, we didn't see it bounce, right? So he walks up to the ball, crouches down near the ball. The cameras are on him at the moment because he's leading the tournament. He kind of signals over to his caddy that he thinks it's embedded. He puts the tee down. He picks his ball up, okay? Mm -hmm. No referees there at the time.
3: Oh, picked up
2: without a referee yeah. being there. Oh, wow. So pluck, put his tee down, picked the ball up, without cleaning the ball, placed the ball down awkwardly, like ten yards away from from the from the tee location, and called over the referee. So it's like dead weird. This it's, it just felt weird. Obviously, Patrick is Patrick Reed has somewhat of a history, let's say, mm. of using the rules to his advantage. So the referee comes over and. Patrick's, you know, saying to the referee, my ball is embedded. So the referee comes over and says, well, where's your ball? And he says, it's there. He's, and he's like, yeah, but my ball, sorry, I've marked my ball. So it, it was here where this T-peg is. So the referee comes over and the referee looked a bit complex. He was like, why have you moved it? Like, So referee crouches down, asks Patrick Reid <laughs> whether he can insert his fingers <laughs> into said embedded mark <laughs> which is a bit weird <laughs> put his finger in and agreed that where the ball was the ground had been uh, damaged had been penetrated right so grants patrick reed yep yeah, you can have the free drop so he then drops it so he moves it drops it and and hits his shot and proceeds mm. was he winning at the
3: time yeah, yeah. Leading. he didn't win though Did he, he won or oh, did he win all oh, right okay he shows won by watching.
2: five all oh, right so oh, right. It, it was it, so then there was question marks about why did he mark it in the first place? Why didn't he wait for the referee first? Yeah. Why, surely that was the right thing to do.
3: Well, how many was he winning by at the time this happened then?
2: couple. But
3: obviously, I, I saw it briefly on social media, but I didn't even know he won the event. I don't watch any tour golf, to be honest, at the minute. But um, if he was winning by a couple, I'm not saying he hasn't cheated, because I know he's had a bit of a history in the past, but why would he risk his whole everything... To get a slightly better lie, I know, and and the thing is, if he he has cheated, I don't understand.
2: I think there was a bit of mud on the ball when he got there, obviously because it bounced and then you know plugged apparently. But so so then that was that was it. Sorry. So then once he finished the round, it was clear from the TV highlights that the ball had landed. Yeah, saw that clip. Jumped, so it can't have been
3: plugged really. So then the
2: question was, was it really embedded? Like if it Mm. if it bounced, was it really embedded? And Patrick Reed kind of i don't know
3: is he a cheat or what your final answer yes or
2: no and do you like him yes or no <laughs> is he a cheat let me answer let me answer that one first when he's obviously he's been caught cheating mm-hmm. that's a fact when he moved the sand yeah. in the bunker that is a like you can't disguise yeah. that he cheated he broke the rules on this particular occasion from the from the letter of the law he didn't actually break the the rules this time because it's not illegal to mark your ball and move it without a referee there that's that's perfectly okay and even the referees have confirmed that he's entitled to do that like that's not a problem but it just makes you think what was his motives yeah. going into that into that situation again walking up to the green saying or walking up to the to the rough saying you know um did you see it land? I just felt like his mo his morals going into that shot kind of slanted, when it all costs slanted him in the wrong position. Now, just a quick fast forward in the same round on the eighteenth hole, um, Rory Macaro was nowhere in contention. Really, he wasn't doing particularly. You know, he wasn't at the top of the leaderboard. He had an unbelievably familiar, similar ruling. Mm. So he hit his he hit his second shot over some trees and it plugged. It went landing in the rough. And it bounced. You can see it on TV. It bounced. He got up there. Didn't know it had bounced. Asked people as it bounced. No. He took relief as well. He did. He didn't even ask a referee. Like he marked it, said it's embedded, and moved it and dropped it. And um, you know, there, there's some sign of it. Is did Patrick Reed do that to speed up play? Did he not want to bring a referee over? Same with Rory, um, which was just a bit, a bit. I don't know. Controversial. Last thing on it, did you see that Patrick Reed's burner account got exposed? oh no he's got a burner account. So he's got a burner account on Twitter, right? And there was loads of hoo ha going on on you know Twitter on Thursday, uh, Saturday night when yeah. all this happened. He quote tweeted, right, in full capital letters. Um, it was something like along the lines of it wasn't just me that moved it. It wasn't just me that moved it. Check out Rory on the 18th as well. Why, from the
3: wrong account. Why is-,
2: is he not getting quizzed? He tweeted that from his burner account. Oh, my Right, days. people screenshotted it. He deleted it really quickly and posted the exact oh same my message God.
3: on his real one. Exact
2: same message on his real account. Now, whether it's him doing it or his wife, I know his wife's had a bit of history on social media. Um, but then his burner account, people went back on the on the tweets. Oh,
3: and he's done loads. And he's
2: done loads of like really like bad tweets against other tour oh, pros. Can we
3: expose your burner account next week? <laughs> if you don't raise us eighteen thousand pounds to charity, we're exposing your burners. I know there's a few.
2: Um, I've only done it once where I've tweeted from the wrong account. Have you? And I had to delete it. Do you
3: want to know why you've annoyed me? Oh, God. Borderline infuriated me. (laughs) I don't want the old excuse of, oh, I'm busy with a few kids and stuff. I want to know why. (laughs) (laughs) You've annoyed me because HBO have released a Tiger Woods documentary that's got two parts to it, an hour and a half each. So three hours of juicy Tiger Woods documentary. You know it's out, I warned you it's out, I told you to watch it and you've not watched it yet and it's really good, I want to talk about it in the podcast. So promise me for next week you'll watch it.
2: You know what, I'm slightly annoyed myself because I, I remember when, whether, when it was, the start of December let's say, when the trailer went out and I yeah. actually tweeted it out saying, Oh my god, this thing looks like the best thing ever, I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Then, I think it might have come out in the US before it came out. Yeah, over here. it did. I, all I saw was negative
3: reviews. I think it's negative because it portrays Tiger in quite a bad light, obviously, because it goes in very much in depth with his affairs and stuff. It um, portrays Earl Woods in quite a negative way as well, to be honest with his father. Obviously, there's a lot of things he's done in the past that aren't the best. So I think real hardcore Tiger fans, which I would class myself as, it, it does make you kind of a bit sad, if you, if you like. But in terms of an actual documentary, I thought it was absolutely fantastic.
2: I just don't know if I want... It's like watching, like... It's like watching a film when you're a kid about bad santa. Oh
3: honestly. So well what do you remember to so the last Tigers podcast um documentary on Sky a little while ago obviously we said I said wasn't the greatest. Um, this one I didn't is, watch that, that well that one wasn't great to be, that was this one what was so I loved about it and you would love about it is all the, the footage that's I've never seen before yeah. so a lot of the stuff when he's on um, the old TV programmes as a child I'd seen loads of times the one is on Bob Hope's thing yeah. he's a little two year old he puts the ball in the hole and stuff I love watching it again but I've seen all that but there was so much of him with his first girlfriend at parties and wow. photos of him and dancing and laughing and stuff that I've never ever seen and there was some uh, I mean Steve Williams is on there, who obviously was his essentially his best friend for 14 years. Uh, Marco Mera's wife's on there, obviously he's great friends of Mark Mera. There's loads of real insights of people that actually properly know him. Obviously, his first girlfriends on there. And she's got the she's got the actual letter still, this handwritten letter from when he dumped her. When uh, Earle and is his mum, kind of said no you need to kick her into touch. Have it's, you watched both sides? Watched both of it.
2: It's I think it's unreal okay i'll watch it this week and we'll talk about it in the next podcast yeah it's, i think it's really good you know what the biggest challenge has been with with documentaries now it's last answer spoiled it for everyone potentially because the last dance was so good yeah but this is in that realm for is me
3: it? well not not necessarily in it's storytelling because a lot of the story i already knew with last dance the uh chicago bulls one i'll be honest i didn't know anything about it because i didn't really follow nba and i don't follow nba but with this i knew obviously tiger's rise his falls his rises again But even the stuff, and it sounds bad, but there's the footage of him in the police cell when he got arrested recently um, for the kind of drug drive and whatever. Honestly, it's so good. So please watch it. If you don't watch it next week, I'll say (laughs) it, (laughs) we're done. That's how passionate I am about it. it. Also, other bit of news... If you remember on the Facebook group last week, we did a, I did a post that people could win some of our stickers. Oh, yeah. So before, we had over 600 people uh, enter to win some, which is really good. And I picked three winners at random, literally. Well, the only weird thing was, all the winners I picked, the first name began with an A. But there's no... no. <laughs> no. So we've got Alex McMahon, um, Anthony McIntyre, and Alan Simmons. I've sent them all a message on Facebook, and they've all got back to me with their address. So I'm going to post those out uh, later this week. If... You want
2: to win a sticker
3: because they're really quite cool, aren't they? I've got one on my laptop.
2: I've not, I've not got one. We'll
3: get one on your laptop ready for next week.
2: Are the stickers at mine?
3: You've got some and I've got some. Oh, nice. We will um, maybe, if you rate the podcast on Apple, screenshot it and send it over, we'll pick someone. If, if you don't listen on Apple, but you still want one, um, maybe share the podcast with a friend via text, via WhatsApp and send us a screenshot of yeah. that somehow. Just, we'll send some more out.
2: Or, or, or we'll sell them.
3: We'll sell them for $4.99 plus P and P. I was going to say four ninety nine plus P and P. You couldn't be for that. You could actually get your own crate, Can you? Rob our logo off the Facebook page and make some. <laughs> Imagine um, that. Other news, little bit of something I did the other day it was quite fun. Golf Do friend. you remember in um, a podcast a little while ago I slagged off Abby, my fiance, for I giving mean, those golf pen, um, little golf club pens? Do you remember?
2: You like a golf back.
3: No, they were like from, I think they're from Marks and Spencers. They were literally like the length of a pen, and they are a pen, and they're a golf club, and oh, you yeah. pull the grip off, and it's the actual is pen. Is this what bit. I've seen on Instagram? Yeah, exactly. So on um, Saturday evening, we had a little games night, so we made up some rubbish little games, but they were actually, the, oh, the good the, the good thing of games Aww. is the worse they are, the more addictive they are. Yeah. So <laughs> for, for my birthday or Christmas a couple of years ago, my brother bought me a Nerf gun, like, you know, the like Nerf guns. But it was like a little round ball, a little yellow ball. Was I had four of them left. One of them I've lost.
2: Like you're getting hungry hippos. Exactly, like you're getting hungry
3: hippos, but soft. <laughs> so we had a little putting comp in the house with those. And it was really fun. We've got, um, like, uh, a wooden so floor. But to a break from right to left. Ah. And you had to try and get and it. Did you some... know that before? No, not until we had a few goals. <laughs> was knowing that the roll I was getting was so pure, I have you shanking it, but somehow she won. Actually, she, did she, she, meet, she, yeah. she actually won, which is quite
2: annoying. The, the post you shared on your Instagram was funny when she held it through the letter. Yeah, a.
3: exactly. Have you, was, got,
2: have you got an A and a G? You got an A
3: and a G. Yeah, oh,
2: cute, that's isn't? So cute. Really cute. Um, I had something else. Oh yeah, I've got a good nightmare golf story as well. So when when the golf world was exploding, you did the right thing and didn't get caught up with all this Patrick Reed stuff. We had a games I... night with you and Abby. That sounds like what you should be doing. Well, exactly. You know what I was watching? Go on. Not Tiger Woods documentary. Yeah. What were you watching? <laughs> That's it. Just so... TikTok videos. Oh.
3: You've really, really offended me I've not watched you know, this.
2: You know what I've been watching? Go on. How, how to Get Away With Murder. Any tips? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's a HBO program. Oh, is it? There you go. There's a bit of connection to Tiger documentary. It's on Netflix now. It's, it's like like,
3: you've watched that and not watched Tiger. That makes me and more you know,
2: annoyed. You know what makes it make more annoyed? We're up to season three now. I don't know actually how many seasons there are. There's 15 episodes a season, and every episode is 50 minutes long. So I've watched That's okay. <laughs> I've watched 30-plus episodes of a fictional program over two episodes of Tiger Woods documentary.
3: Well, don't claim to be Tiger Woods fan in future. <laughs> That's true. At best, you're a, a part-time fan. Um,
2: <laughs> like my Man United fan.
3: Yeah. Do you want to hear a Nightmare Golf story? Good one this week. Go for it. Um, I think it's actually a call. I'll change it. So it's gone from Nightmare Golf Story, Nightmare Golf Shot. I don't even know. MGS, isn't it? We it what we want. We don't make the rules. We do make the rules, but we also change the rules. (laughs) So it's from a guy called Matt. Um, Says, Hi, hope all is well in your world. Uh, Really enjoying the podcast and YouTube, Facebook content. Keep many of us sane during lockdowns. That's exactly why we do it, don't we? It is. Um, We don't get paid anymore. There's no sponsors whatsoever. Uh, Actually, just a sec. No sponsor whatsoever. Making the number one golf podcast in the UK every week, week in week out, listened to by thousands upon thousands of people. I'm selling dairy milk. There's no tomorrow. And cans a monster. I know. You're raising money for charity, and it's nothing. Pathetic, isn't it?
2: We should do like an hour silent podcasting
3: protest. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, who? Yeah, we need a sponsor, don't we? It'd be nice, but it's not essential. No, it's not. I'm joking. I just want to get some uh, more money in the, <laughs> in the kitty. <laughs> um, right, so I've lost my train of thought now. Nightmare golf, sorry. Yeah, it's from, from, Matt. from, it's from Matt, but it's about his friend called Steve Hollis. And he said... Oh, um, they pop a name in him. Yeah, he said, he, said, he said, say him, use his name. He'll probably love that. So it's called Steve Hollis, a.k.a. The Shanker.
2: Oh, I don't feel like Steve's give permission for this. Well,
3: but go if on, your name's on. The Shanker... It's not the best nickname, is it? I mean, it's like... Is he probably hit, like, one shank one day, and i like, yeah. oh, he could be called a shanker now. <laughs> it's like, oh. All right, Topper. Yeah. It's weird how everyone calls me Longball. <laughs> uh, Three-put three Dave. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was, he was involved... In, this is about Steve again now. He was involved in a cycling accident um, that may or may not have, influ- have been influenced by alcohol consumption, and he badly injured his shoulder. Okay, so Steve the Shanker was out on his bike, had one too many by the sounds of things, fell off and hurt his shoulder. Are
2: you allowed to drink and bike um, on the road? I don't know. No? Matt's saying no. Our Matt. Our Matt behind
3: the camera is a very, he used to be a good cyclist. And he says no, so. So there you go, Steve. You, you can't do that. Reliable. Um Anyway, he had a little time off and after a few range visits decided that he was happy to play golf again. He was fit, rowing to go, etc so we've got to the fourth tee it's a par 3 playing about 160 yards or so he'd probably usually hit anything from a 7 iron to a 4 iron depending on the wind um, etc because he's on the top of a hill due to his injury he was hitting it soft 5 wood and he pulled his tee shot way left we've all been there yeah. I always, if I try and go on a, a longer club and go easy it always goes left yeah, it's just that little too. not not committing the time, well, there's the to timing's everything. way off yeah so, easily done. He announced that uh, he didn't like that shot. i was going to take a mulligan. So, we thought, well, it's a relaxed round. He just got back from injury. We're not going gonna... to. It's the shanker. Yeah. It's Steve Is the shanker. not shanked Call him mulligan man. We've all used that before, haven't we? can't yeah. do that. But Steve the shanker. So, he hits this next shot. Hits it absolutely beautifully. And halfway down towards the flag, I say, Matt says, that could go in. Lo and behold, he hits the perfect shot. And it rolls in after pitching 20 foot from the hole and drops straight into the hole. There's some cheering and high fives amongst us and we walk into the tee box. I say, Matt says, nice three, mate. And never have I ever seen anybody so bitter about holding their tee shot on a par three. So long story short, he got a par with a holding one.
2: Ouch. I feel like there's been a few too many of those. What I love about Matt's story there is he padded it out really well. It. I didn't give it the best read, though, to no, be no, honest. You did, but... you did a good read. It was a good read, that. I feel like, you know, that could have been a, a one-liner. I'm a name's Matt. I've got a mate called Steve. He, got, he pulled one left. His second shot, he got a hole in one. We, yes. laughed, we laughed uncontrollably.
3: But, but, but also, you know what? You, you hit the nail on the head there. You know what's also key? I want padding, but I don't want too much padding. No. Because too much padding, it, it, it
2: daunts me. Two two paragraphs enough.
3: Well, let me show you the length of this. And you, I think you'll see what I'm saying. It's like... So it's it's a bit this more. Maths? This is Matt's that, but it, it's quite long. But that in yeah, it's manageable. It, it. It's doable. It's that, like that would
2: print on an A4 piece of paper.
3: Yeah, it would. It's two iPhone scrolls. Yeah, it's not quite enough for a print screen screenshot, but it's a screenshot and a half. Yeah. So
2: I must admit, out of all... I've been going on my Instagram messages a bit more recently, and and um, Facebook messages and trying to reply back to them. So honestly, some people write essays. Yeah. And I can't quite understand it because want an answer to every single bit of it yeah. and it would take me 10 minutes to read it never mind write back to it so if you want advice if you want to ever get a message back short precise get get a response from me and then go in with 10 questions
3: or that's a good answer or the best way to get advice from you would be to send Rick a question in tiktok style format make it 15 seconds some cool music quite jump cutty you would watch it all the way through wouldn't you oh, well, that's, answer that's, it all. that's a really good one
2: um we've got Talking about answering questions. Yeah, I was going to
3: say, like that's, the, that's the, the meat of it done. That's the podcast done. I don't that's know how, f- how far are we 45? in 45? Yeah, that's where now all the part-timers can go. That's the real Clubhouse members. Um, and if you're not sure what the club I don't want to talk yeah. about the Clubhouse too much, but it's got a bit of a following on the... Uh, I
2: also feel like it's got a bit of hate. People well, who, aren't, who aren't in the Clubhouse yeah, don't get the Clubhouse, do they?
3: It's like when, you know... Let me think of an example... When you sat there on a dark day and it's raining and it's cold and you sat in your car and a Lamborghini comes past, you look at that flash bastard. But really, you want to be in that Lamborghini yourself. And that's the thing with the clubhouse—it gets a bit of hate because people are jealous. When you're in the clubhouse, you know what all the fuss is about.
2: Is—is is it a bit like the like the exclusive, you know, nightclub that you think I don't I don't that's need ex- to be in that nightclub? That's exactly what it is. You, you know, know what? I, yeah, it is. I don't need to know the bouncer's name. I yeah. don't care if I get turned away because I've got the wrong shoes on. Yeah, because I don't want to be in there. But deep down, if you get invited to it and you get in, you're like, oh my God. Well, it's the,
3: it's exactly that situation, but it's the cool nightclub that you walk to in the rain. You get there, dead excited and the bouncer goes, not tonight, mate. You go, why? And "Not, not tonight, mate. And you can't get in. They go, oh, well, it's rubbish in there anyway. you yeah. went, you wanted to get in there. Yeah, so yeah. don't slag off the clubhouse. Not today,
2: mate. You've only listened to 40 episodes. Exactly. Not 58. Eight. 50, this is the 58th, I think. Wow. So, so unless you've listened to... If you're not listening to 58, mate, you're not coming in. Yeah, exactly.
3: So a couple of questions then... Um, on the Patrick Reed topic, Nick has said, is Patrick Reed the most hated golfer about? Uh yeah. Yeah. But I, you know what I think though? When someone starts getting unbelievably hated, I really start to like him a bit. <laughs> because it's like it's not fair, is it? It's like if he it...
2: It, It's not fair if he hadn't also, you know, when he won the Masters, he was getting a lot of hate. Because so I was there when he won the Masters. on the. I was on the 18th green, the one time I've ever been to the Masters. And who the hell do I see pick up the bloody green jacket,
3: yeah.
2: buddy Patrick Reed. So I was a bit annoyed. But I must admit, I wasn't totally annoyed. The hate he got after that, I was like, what the hell? Like, when they bring apart all his family and everything else, I'm not the biggest fan of. I just think it's the other stuff. Like, he doesn't do himself many favours, though, does he?
3: He no. could
2: be a bit more likeable. But, but could, it doesn't have to be.
3: Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But when you get so much hate, it does make me. He's like the underdog now, isn't yeah. he? In a sense, and I kind of like that a little bit. But I don't really like him massively. Um, so I'm just looking for questions. I should have done this earlier before. But I like yeah. the I like the randomness of it. Um,
2: <laughs> are we just going to pause now? If you want your uh, podcast sponsorship, insert here. <laughs> <laughs> This is the this is
3: going to be bad for people are watching this actually more so than even listening. We're we not going to do all
2: this, though, are we? We
3: might do. All right. If we, if you're listening to this in the car, it's just like just have a minute, make just you know. Where did fine. you ask the
2: question by the way, in the Something, podcast group? cuz
3: um, so, so, so the only problem I'm, I'm stalling is so a lot of them are about Patrick Reed. Um. Oh, that's quite a good one. If professional golfers were football teams, who would they be? I'd go. Rory was United, possibly where, like, he was at the top of his game a few years ago and he's kind of still
2: up there and about, but he's not, like, quite... Yeah, I'd go with that one. Um, Danny Willett is like Leicester. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's a good shout Because, obviously, he's won the big title, yeah. but it was totally unexpected. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a look at the World Golf
3: rankings now. Who's
2: got shed loads of money but doesn't always perform? Who's like a who's like a Chelsea? Um, shed loads of money, doesn't always perform. Like a Tony now. No, you know who Tony Fino is? Tottenham. Doesn't offend anybody. No, that's a good shout. Always gets like top five, but never continues to go and win. Yeah. I like that one. Um, and then who... Patrick Reid are like a... Who's, who's like the most hated football club? Is it like... Um, oh, who's that? Millwall. Millwall. I feel like Patrick Reid's like the Millwall.
3: I've got a good one for Tony. Filiwood. I'm Fleetwood. sure i just offended somebody. Tommy was Wolves. It's like up there good, people don't mind Wolves, but they're not really going to challenge the title as uh, such.
2: And is it quite a, like a fashionable kit to wear, like a Wolves nice. kit? Again, it doesn't offend anyone, does it? I mean, Tommy Fleetwood could be Fleetwood, Fleetwood Town, but that would kind of be too too easy. Um,
3: <laughs> Do I think of Lee Westwood? Well, I can't really think. Anyway, that was... that we probably should have done that before and actually planned that because that would have been quite a good feature. Maybe next week or well, Lee Westwood in.
2: would be like a Knott's Forest. I <laughs> was the team that he supports, really. Um, I feel like Brooks... I feel, annoyingly, I feel like DJ is Man City. Yeah, he probably is. Just like dead reliable, always up there, annoyingly.
3: Another question. Jordan's asked, why don't you review hybrids?
2: Um, uh, Mainly because there's not a lot. That, I don't really review hybrids or fairway woods that much because actually there's not much to review. Like, what do you want a hybrid to do? Like, with a driver, you want distance. And there's claims about a driver standing up there and being faster, longer, straighter than previous models or whatever it may be. And and you can measure it. A set of irons, you can talk about the story, about the forgiveness, the feel, the flight, the shot-shaping ability, the the lofting gaps, everything like that. How are they to hit off the long irons? How are they to, you know, finesse on the short irons? You've got all that side of it. With a hybrid and a fairway wood you want them to do a certain job and that's it. Like you want it to fill a gap between your irons and your fairway woods and your fairway wood, you want want a a shot that goes from your irons to your driver. So as long as it fits in that gap for you, there's not that much of a difference. If there was a fairway wood that came out and it happened a few years ago with like the tailor-made RBZ that just was this monster hitting three wood that everybody was playing because it went so far, yeah, definitely review that. But, most of the time, hybrids and fairway woods aren't that sexy. Yeah. Good shout. And there's not enough to like measure. There's oh, not they don't
3: enough get as much views. They do sometimes, yeah. No.
2: But there's not enough to measure. Like, it's not enough to. And do people swap hybrids and fairway woods no, so often? No. No. Um, I don't, yeah, and do they just match the Fairway Woods and hybrids with the driver? It feels like they do, doesn't it? They just yeah. put the same
3: name on and there's not really Or the textbook trick is always like Calloway would do is they'll change the um what are they even called? Flash face. No, the thing in the back of the face. Jailbreak. They'll do jailbreak, and then the Fairway Woods that year won't have it. And the next year, they'll do jailbreak two, but then the Fairway Woods will have jailbreak one, and it's like always a year behind, isn't it? And, and Taylor there's...
2: May did it with Twist Face. Yeah. Like the Fairway Woods didn't have Twist yeah, Face. Yeah, it's like
3: a year later. A year later,
2: they did. I just feel like sometimes brands bring out Fairway Woods and hybrids as well just to match up with the driver. Yeah, they do. Just because they have to. I'm
3: looking forward to a brand just making a set of like. I know i will never do it with it. I said this before, they don't, they're don't. they only going to bring stuff out every year, most of the brands, aren't they? Because they want the um, exposure. They want people to talk about them. They want the excitement. So they're never going to just keep stuff for more than a couple of years. But it would be good if it was just like they actually brought us out when it was better. I know, again, it's never going to happen, but like there'll actually be something to talk about then, wouldn't there? but I wonder if you ever wanted to get any free wood.
2: Well, I've, obviously not. Boring, yeah, I've had it? my three wood in my bag for ages. It's my longest serving club because one, I don't hit it that often, and two, it it does what I need it to do, and then that's it, really. Yeah,
3: there's a lot of questions about Patrick Reed. I probably should have vetted these
2: before. Don't worry. Well, I think I think in summary, I think Patrick Reed is a phenomenal golfer, and until he gets properly, properly, properly caught cheating, I don't think anybody's going to do anything. Um, and I think. You know, the closest he obviously got was when he moved the sand in the bunker. But again, I think he has to do that a few too many times to get banned. So, then, last little thing for
3: wrap it up. You know, I put that thing in the Facebook group that was like a bit of a meme thing about the podcast, all the different stuff on it. I'm going to quiz you on it now just to end the show. So, there was a picture in the group, which you saw, it had several different things on it. So, I'm going to quiz you. So, this picture had iron head covers on. Yeah. Why?
2: Because we slate iron head covers. Yes. Had the Open logo on it. Because the Open sponsored podcast.
3: Yes. Pictures from jogging trousers, Rick.
2: Because I realised they're actually comfortable.
3: Yeah. Monster. (laughs) Obviously. Yeah. Um, This is a tough one. This caught a lot of people out. Shrix and AD Triple Three golf balls.
2: We had an episode one time where we talked about how that's probably the best golf ball in golf because it kind of ticks all the boxes.
3: That was the episode at the end of 2019. We did the clubs of the decade and we built a Ah, bag. And I think we... I think I said them and you gone and we kind of worked it out and we went yellow yeah, go with them. Yeah. Um a picture of some smoked
2: salmon. That was uh the slide dig at Crossfield when he kind of said that he's gonna review some smoked salmon as a dig for us reviewing gimmicky golf clubs. Yeah. A boxing glove. For the fact I'm gonna beat up every YouTube <laughs> golf. <laughs>
3: Um, this one goes out saying the mini (laughs) the mini egg bar which we discussed the word delusion should have been delusional i got i messed that up you've messed it
2: up again yeah
3: i (laughs) I actually maybe that's the ironic bit i messed up the word delusion (laughs) i should have put delusional but i put delusion because i did it wrong brilliant
2: Um, two out of five stars was when you got all arsy because somebody gave you a a bad review yeah and then finally
3: the number 12
2: Because apparently one time you knocked it 12 yards past me. Yep,
3: so you pass and you're in the clubhouse for the week.
2: Thanks. (laughs) So guys, thanks for listening and watching the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast this week. Um, We'll be back next week with more controversial news. I'll let you know. Oh, we'll try and do 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 the the walking one. Walking, yeah. We'll try and do it. If we don't, I I think
3: we should really... If it's a bad quality, forgive us. I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal, right? This is our promise now. We'll definitely do that, Okay. If it comes out poor, we'll still release it and we'll do another one on the Wednesday or something that's like a proper light we, we one. We can
2: make it work cuz all we need to do is mate use the main camera shoot it but not really shoot. Like I can just hold it and the lapel mics. Okay. There's no reason why it shouldn't work. Yeah. And we'll do a we'll do a walking one. Yeah. 4-mile walking with our golf clubs on our back. Okay. Guys, thanks everyone. Thanks I can do everyone what's for listening. In the bag? I did you. my in the
3: back. Yes, I'm excited now. And
2: um, genuinely, I know we talked about at the start of the podcast, if you are struggling, do not be scared to go and talk to somebody. At the moment, obviously, life is bloody hard in lockdown and around the world. So if you're needing some support, some help, chat to a friend, chat to family or, or ring up mine to do some great work. If you can um, sponsor us for doing this, it'd be much really appreciated. Link is down below. And we shall see you next week doing our little walk, Walk 18. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.